Welcome to Armchair Preaching, a podcast of the First Presbyterian Church in Lakeland, Florida. This is a podcast about God's Word, the beauty of the gospel, and what it takes to communicate that truth to others. I'm your host, Pastor Zach McGowan, and on today's episode, Pastor Kenny and I welcome Pastor John Fullerton to the discussion as we talk about our backgrounds in preaching and Pastor John's first sermon as the pastor of FPC Lakeland. We hope you enjoy the conversation. This is our ninth episode of Armchair Preaching, and it's a very special episode of Armchair Preaching because we're here with uh, John Fullerton, our new senior pastor. Glad to have you, John. Thanks. It's great to be here. Very exciting to be here. And also is uh, Kenny, yep. Pastor Kenny, uh, who's been with us uh, pretty much every, every week for the last two months with Armchair Preaching. And today's yep. kind of a different deal because normally we'll be talking through, if, if people have been following along, they'll be talking, we talk through our individual messages um, that are related to the same, generally the same topic. But this Sunday, uh, John, you were in all three uh, services and we were just talking a little bit about it and you felt pretty good about it. Yeah, it felt good. It was, it, first off, it was just great to be here after we were just in staff meeting talking about this, just after all of the things that it takes to move from one place to another and to, and to move into a new call. It just felt good to be in your first Sunday uh, speaking. And, and thank you to everybody who was listening and you just to, just and you guys for, for orchestrating the, 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 um, the mechanics of, a, of, yeah. of being able to preach all three services. But it's, really, it's just really cool to be in your first, first service. So it felt good. A15 felt. I had some microphone issues with A15. We worked through those. Uh, well, we are working through those, and then and then Vine service and 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 uh, and classic service 10:30. It's all great. But it is a run. It's a run from one to the next mm-hmm. to the next when you have to do all three. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. And people were, people recognize that too. People in the congregation said, "How did you do it today? How did yeah. you how did that work out for you?" Yeah. I said, "No, I I just." Ran. Yeah, <laughs> literally, yeah. <laughs> literally yeah. ran. Well, uh, one of the things I want to talk through today is, um, you know, we always try to do a little bit of a general topic about preaching. And so I just want to, all three of us, we'll just talk a little bit about uh, our backgrounds in in preaching and, you know, what was our, f- you know, kind of the first sermon, if we can remember what that was like and, and how it's changed uh, since then. So I'll, I'll just talk, toss it to you, John. T- what was the, the first kind of experience in preaching? Well, it's it's been a while now. I mean, I I spent uh, you know went to University of Florida and I spent nine years in business in in Atlanta and uh, and so didn't preach any of that time. I was I really became a believer then and I went to church and was involved in in the church, but not certainly not in the in the in the preaching world. I did many public presentations, lots of public speaking in my in my work but nothing in the preaching world. And so it wasn't until I went to seminary, and it wasn't until seminary field education assignment. And so I had my first field education assignment at a, um, it's kind of a cool experience because I knew, because it's my it's Seal and the girls, and we, 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 I said, well, I wanted to have a, I want us to have an international experience. And mm-hmm. so I had a, a summer internship in Scotland, in the southwest of Scotland. So my very first church was this very Gothic structure in, in a town called Cumnock, Scotland, the Ayrshire district in the southwest of, of, of Scotland, and uh, and I, we flew, you know, the the, you know, the the flight in. We flew in on a on a Friday, went to the Church of Scotland uh, 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 General Assembly on a Saturday, yeah, and then somewhere in there, the the my supervisor said, "Oh, by the way, you're preaching on Sunday." Oh, wow! 
So my first experience was uh, preaching was just kind of thrown out out there to go preach in yeah, twenty four hours. Twenty four hours preach, <laughs> yeah. Nice. So so I make it a good one. I, 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 I stayed up pretty much all night, which is weird because the, the the you know the sun comes up early. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, and so I stayed up all night and and then I climbed this. Uh, you know, there's a this seven steps to get up to the pulpit in the sanctuary here, yeah. but there must have been 17 steps to get up Way there. Way up there. You're like, I'm up in the nosebleed section, and of course, Seal and the girls were sat on the front row, and their necks are craning to look yeah. up at me, and I'm looking down at them. So, but it was really the, the experience was just me sharing is more of a, a testimony than, yeah. than anything. That's what he was asking for a testimony. So I gave my testimony in my my first Sunday in that church in Scotland. And how long ago was that? That was 19. 1996. Okay. Yeah. Great. Great. Changed a lot since then. Right? Yes. Yes. A lot of preached a lot of preaching since then. Yeah. Yeah. Lot of preaching since then. Yeah. Yeah. Kenny, what what about you? Where's your do you
we had a pretty good band and they we'd get invited to go to different churches around town and we'd always have kind of like uh, a little of a preaching time so I'd preach in churches around here um, it was about you know about every other month or every third month for my whole whole minute whole life since I was 17 um, so 20 22 years this year will and be Presbyterian was you uh, I, Methodist we were United, United Methodist growing up and uh, went to my first ministry job, uh, vocational ministry, was actually as the youth director at Crystal Lake uh, U- uh, United Methodist, uh, yeah. just across Bartow Road from here. Yeah. And uh, that, was, that was a challenging experience, and I thought after that experience, I was kind of done with youth ministry. I was done with ministry. <laughs> I was going you know, to go work for some sort of newspaper or magazine. That's what I went to school for, some sort of public relations firm or you know, ad firm. Uh, and then I got the call to First Haines City, where uh, my future wife's dad was a pastor, and they needed a youth director and someone who could start uh, a contemporary worship, help them start a contemporary worship service there. And that's and then that's really where I cut my teeth, um, huge. So, but those those first sermons are always cringe sermons, yeah. you know. In a preaching class in seminary, they had to say, uh, "What was the." Best sermon you ever heard and the worst sermon you ever heard. And, and the first guy stood up and said, the worst sermon I've ever heard was my first sermon. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I definitely and he said it was just that. awful. He said, you know, his, his message was like, uh, and uh, I, I'm, you are so lucky that I have come here to preach this message to, from <laughs> oh, God to, to you all from on high to That's you right. little people down oh, here. My word. And, uh, and he said, and on the way out, because they just lo- like you with the youth, you know, they just love that the youth were speaking. He just said, there. You are such a great job. Thank yeah. you so much. They were very encouraging. I mean, yeah. no matter yeah. how bad it was, you know, he's, they just yeah. wanted to be in. Want them to be encouraged. Yeah. Well, because nobody, I mean, it's interesting as you think about the fear of speaking, you know, the fear of public speaking yeah, being so high that it, they're just, people are just so glad they're not up there yeah. speaking, yeah. you know, so they want to try to encourage you. You'd really have to blow it here for somebody to say a negative or critical word. Well, I remember hearing that, you know, the fear of public speaking was one of the, you know, it's the top fears that people have. You know, it, 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 it goes beyond even people's fear of dying in some respects. And I always think of that as so crazy to me, you know, because we get up every week in some capacity and it doesn't, and I think that's the power of the Holy Spirit in that. And even my first sermon, I don't remember being super nervous. I don't remember being super anxious. Do you guys remember being super, I mean, you had 24 hours notice. And I've been, I've been in there, those shoes where you, you know you have like 24 hours to get ready. And I've been a little nervous there. But do you remember being super nervous, John? I remember being tired yeah. <laughs> from all the travel and then yeah. a full day in Edinburgh the day before. And then, and then uh, and so I was, I was tired. And this is just a, not so much nervous, just a sense of don't screw it up. Don't screw it up. I was petrified. Yeah. <laughs> Sweating. I mean, I could, that's probably why I don't remember anything. I was so scared. Well, you remember you stole Eugene Peterson and. Well, that's uh, true. Here, yeah. Yeah, here. Yeah, 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 here. Well, yeah, both those, both those were really kind of nervous. I just remember being really nervous. Yeah. Do you guys feel that now? Do you get any kind of sense of just. I don't know about nervous, but just jitters or, or did you feel that, I mean, this was your first Sunday really preaching here. I mean, you, you were here for the, the congregational meeting and the, the yeah. candidating yeah. Sunday, we call it. But, um, were you, did John, did you feel kind of any I, nervousness? I, the only time I, I feel nervous in general, the kind of nervousness that you're talking about, most of my, most of what I was dealing with prior to this past Sunday was 
more of the mechanics of the day yeah and just the flow of the day because i don't have that in me you guys have been here you know all, all this yeah. time and then you have that in you i don't have that in me this is all brand new so it's just really trying to think through and an unusual day as well but yeah most of the time um you know mine is is that it's just thinking through the mechanics but if you i i found that if i'm the more prepared i am the more at ease i am yeah the more I've dealt with the text, the more at ease I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, other factors go into it. If you've had a crazy week where you've yeah. had multiple weddings and funerals and crises or what whatnot, mm-hmm. and you're just really you know, trying to carve out that space to be able to, you know, prayerfully attend to and do your 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 homework prior to the, the preparing the message. Uh, if you don't have that in there, it does tend to compress things and make you, uh, you know, you do feel that more. I do feel more sense of. Um, I wish I'd have had more time this week to put into that idea or to mm-hmm. develop that text or whatnot. So, yeah. So I do feel those things going in, but usually those are all. Uh, it used to be like Saturday nights were the worst. Yeah. In fact, there, there's a saying in me that I had for a long time as, in my prayers on Saturday night. You know, towards the end of Saturday night, it's like, Lord, I've encountered your living word, the were your word to this world, and I have come up with drivel. Yeah. So it's just that. So that that sense of awe and reverence yeah. of the word, mm-hmm. and then just not really having had the moment, uh, mm-hmm. the, the space that I wanted that week to engage it. But but ha- when you do have that space, and when you are able to really dig in, you re- and you feel like you've got that internal impression inside of you, yeah, it makes the external expression and your time to time in the moment feel a lot better going into it. But I will say this: in all the circumstances, there is something about the preaching moment, yeah, that it's you know we talk about the Holy Spirit's presence. It's just something about that moment when you when you get in that moment, you know, when you know, I know it's not about me and I'm a vessel to speak yeah. for this word that's going to come through me. Um, it, you just let let it go just and relax. you just kind of yeah. just kind of you know, give yourself to the moment yeah. and well, watch what God does. It's where you really, you know, kind of rest on what Paul talks about. It, it's I, I'm just throwing I'm just throwing out seeds here. You know, it's really God that's got to do the work. And so the pressure really comes off. At least I feel like that. I feel more pressure in the preparation. Yeah. I feel much more pressure in the preparation than the, than the delivery. I heard someone say one time that, it, that, that you can tell a younger preacher, because mm-hmm. a younger preacher will spend all of Sunday afternoon unpacking the sermon that he preached on Sunday morning. Yeah. And the more seasoned you know, pre- preacher's been around for a while, somebody will say something about their sermon you know, Sunday night, and you'll go, and you, they'll go, Okay, what did I preach on again? <laughs> That's right. Because they've let it go yeah. for that very reason yeah. is that you know that they their job was to get the word out. Yeah. It's yeah. to speak the word into space. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit's job was to take that and to and to work in the hearts of the people. Well, and there have been times and we've talked about this before where people come up and say something to us like like they heard it, but I'm pretty sure I didn't say yes. it. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, they heard it and it had an impact on them, but I will even go sometimes I'll even go back and go, Did I say that? Yeah. And that you know, the Holy Spirit was speaking in a way that that they needed to hear, and I may have not, may not even use those words that they heard, yeah. but something resonated in their mind. Do you do you feel nervous or, or Kenny, uh, any kind of anxiety? I think I just feel the it? weight of the moment. I mean, I think more often than not, uh, I, I guess I just I always feel like I wished I had more time. I wished I had, I wished I had, I wished the week hadn't, you know, played out the way that it did, and so I wished I would have had more time. Um, and, and therefore, sometimes I, I guess I just feel the weight of I just want to I want to do a good job and I want to be effective and um, not, you know, J- John, I think you you hinted at this, just the I, I think the battle we all face of. Is this about me or is it about effectively 
you know, being a voice for, for God's word. And I think that, I think that line is really hard to balance sometimes. And, um, and so I think, I think if there's, when I'm spiritually healthy and I'm in a good space spiritually with God, I think I just feel the weight of, I just want to be effective for him. I want this, I want to do what he wants me to do this morning. Um, and I think if I'm not as spiritually healthy, Mm -hmm. then I can get stuck in the, I wonder if I'm going to come off well today. I wonder if people are going to think this is a great sermon yeah. and that I did a great job. And and oftentimes that Sunday afternoon, I'm depressed. I didn't do very well. Oftentimes that's a telltale to me that I've made it about me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I'm not. I wanted I wanted people to be more impressed with me, and I don't feel like I did that this morning. Yeah. Then I can yeah. know. Okay, that's a that's a red flag, man. It's not really. If I just faithfully did what God called me to do, then Sunday afternoons I should just be able to say, well, you know, whatever. Whether that was a home run in my book or not, I think I did what God wanted me to do. Yeah, and and the interesting thing too is we've, I think we probably all have experienced that the messages that that we really felt like we had all these great points and we had it hammered it down and we brought you know we pulled out the Greek or the Hebrew and 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 we just kind of poured into it uh, versus the messages where. Man, we just we've come in broken vessels. I, I just my experience is that a lot of those times when I'm just coming in, Lord, I got I really like you said oh, the geez. drivel. Yeah. Uh, the Holy Spirit does so mm-hmm. much more work when I'm when I understand how yeah. broken a vessel I am, mm-hmm. and when I just come in totally like, you know, yeah, do the work absolutely. I, I'm you know I, I but sometimes going in. I've always got to remember to go in with the confidence in the Lord and not my own strength. Yeah. Because if I go in with my own strength and confidence or I feel super prepared, I'm really prepared today. You know, prepared in what way? You know, is it the reliance on the Holy Spirit? Is it the reliance on, on God to do his work? Um, the reliance on the, 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 the scripture to be, um, you know, the bread that people need? Or is it in my own preparation um i think that's the one of the great strengths of our of our tradition though is that one of the things that we do is that because you can go in you can come in on fumes yeah you can come in on fumes i've been and i had so many experiences just like you're talking about where i've been i've been um i wasn't feeling well or i had this crazy crazy week and you just feel like you know i i i'm coming to this broken yeah i'm coming to this empty and then you come you come out of the preaching experience and people go I think it may have been your best message yeah. ever, Pastor. Yeah. God, that was. Now yeah. I, if there, if it's ever clear, it wasn't about me. This is absolutely clear. It's not about uh, yeah. about me. Yeah. But one of the things I love about our tradition is that to get to the preaching moment, even in our worst weeks, when we're not feeling, when we're overstressed, when we're over you know, attacks on our and our schedules and all, we still have an exegetical process that yeah. we go through. There's still a process, and we're and we're so trained in that we're still going to unpack the text we're still going to ask the questions of it we're still going to prepare a message and so i think our our process lends itself towards towards um you know helping our people understand what this text is about because we've been trained uh, trained to do that yeah Yeah, well, let's talk about this week a little bit. You, you um, preached out two passages, uh, one from Exodus, one from second Timothy, John, Mm -hmm. uh, and Give people just like a thumbnail if they missed it, and, and I'm gonna encourage people if they missed this past Sunday, check it out online. It's on our YouTube page. You can see both 8:15, you know, the 8:15 message and the Vine message, and you gotta compare and contrast. But so if people haven't heard it, uh, give us a sense of 30 seconds. What sure. what was it about? Sure. 
Well, obviously, it's my first sermon uh, here as as a pastor, and so I wanted to sort of set a, you know, like I did in the first first time here when I was candidating, set a a, a theme out here, and and so it was a uh, it was it was the moment in the uh, of the Old Testament in the in the book of Exodus when the people are about to cross the Red Sea, they're fearful uh, because they're trapped. Uh, the the army's coming after them. They've been released, but they're not. They haven't been delivered yet. Mm-hmm. And so they there is this moment where the people are crying out to Moses and saying, "Why have you brought us to this place? We should have stayed there in Egypt." And Moses declares to them, "It's just this really uh, interesting thing." And it's funny. I didn't I didn't play this as hard as I thought I was going to play it on on Sunday. Was that this is because it's almost comic in some ways. This this idea of Stand still and watch what God will do, and then God saying, you know, right afterwards, yeah, get moving, you yeah. know. But it's that that idea, and that's really how this the the the, the message of um, of we have uh, to, to stand still and trust God in our life together, and watch what God will do. But we also have to move. There's action to be to be carried out. And then I and I pulled in the Second Timothy, and I didn't really sit much with the Second Timothy at all. I mean, it was really just like when we are moving, what is it that we were doing? And I wanted to go somewhere in Second Timothy, and this is one where where I didn't unpack it as much. That just say, well, what does that look like? Yeah. What does the work of the of the follower of Jesus who was moving out and in the faith look like? And so that's that's what you know Paul was saying to Timothy in this large way of there's a lot of problems out there, but you preach the word, you stay steady, you stay stay in the word, you you correct, you know, false teachings and all the things that you do as, as in faith. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. the balance, too. I mean, I think you're talking about the balance of faith individually and then also the balance of faith in a congregation. We are constantly having to rest on the Lord's uh, provi- uh, provision in our life, mm-hmm. but that should always compel us to be in the Lord's work, mm-hmm. you know, and that I think that was, um, that's the big kind of the big idea, um, and especially at this season in our congregation, it's important, because yeah. we've been waiting, yeah. right? I mean, if, it come, if it came down to be, trust God in, in everything, just in the innermost being of your, of your heart, trust God in every situation, and do the work. Yeah. I, may, trust I, God, I, I was thinking the back to, uh, there used to be a, a Henry Blackaby study that uh, came out called experiencing God. Experiencing God and yeah. one's very simple thing that he said a long time ago that I thought about when you were preaching on Sunday was um, he just had this idea that that there you, you have to have a sense of what's God doing and so you start with what's God doing and then just go join him in whatever he's doing. Yeah. And the idea is and he made a very simple thing. He said it's it's a lot easier to steer a moving vehicle. Yeah, uh-huh. that once you get a sense of what God wants you to do, He wants you to get out there, and do, He He can't He can't empower you to do it until you go actually go out and begin to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I thought. It was kind of like the, the, the stand still and see what the Lord's about to do is just a way of saying it's a reminder, kind of like the preaching thing, that God's about to do something. Yeah, it's His power we're going to lean into. But then there's that moment where you have to say, okay, but my faith, I have to actually now entrust myself to Him and go. The vessel. So I thought that was a cool. Yeah. Yeah, and then you pulled in a um, scene from uh, the, the, the Israelites' time just on the border of the Promised Land mm-hmm. uh, from Numbers 13. Obviously, 
it's, it was significant to me, you know, our son is named Caleb for that reason, dead on. Uh, the idea that God's given them all these promises to, and, and he's demonstrated over and over and over again. And then they get right to the border of the promised land. That first generation gets right to the border. They send in the, the spies to kind of spy it out. And, and, and the report is don't, don't go. Overwhelmingly. Yeah. 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 Those know, people the, are huge. The, the majority, like you said, the majority report versus really the report of, of one and, and Joshua joins in as well, but is to say, dude, these, these are giants in the land. There's no way. Yes. Yeah. God is accurate. It is a land flowing with milk and honey. There are, you know, fruits. See all that. Yeah, see all see the opportunities. All. It's yeah, it's great. But we're safer over here. Yeah. yeah. And that safety versus trust. Yeah. You know, the, the trust of faith, uh, you know, the faith is not entering into a season where you feel safe yeah. all the time. You but, know, Gary, Gary Haugen uh, spoke at the one of the fellowship conferences one time. He's the, the president of International Justice Mission. Yeah. And he gave a talk about churches and safety. Yeah. And what he, his basic message was to the churches was, you're too safe. You're too safe. And uh, just a great, it's a great, it was a great, it was one of the best 45 minute messages, you know, just mm-hmm. worth, worth listening to to mm-hmm. this day. Because it's just, he, he talked about how we, we want to play it safe when in, when in fact there's an adventure out there. And we, we go along, we go along, but we miss the adventure. Mm-hmm. And he said, and it's the adventure. I mean, this is kind of the time. This, this was in the back of my mind. A couple of things were in the back of my mind. Well, that, that idea that there's an adventure to be, to be had, but we're missing it yeah. because we're playing it safe. Yeah. Um, and that, that sort of both, and, you know, I, I took a course with, on the theology of John Calvin with Dr. Uh, Willis Watkins in, at Princeton Seminary. And, and he said, you know, if I could just boil down Calvin's... Um, the basic message of Calvin is that there's nothing in the world that you can do to earn your salvation, and you better get busy doing it. Yeah. Words, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, it's all up to God, but you know, out of that's going to come this this just radical desire to work and to do things because we're so inspired by what yeah. God has done for us and for our salvation. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I think we especially. Uh, in, in our culture, you know, our Western kind of Christianity have a real hard time with understanding the risk that faith should compel us to, mm-hmm. that we serve a God that is compelling us into lands of giants, but on the other side is all the promises as well, too. You know, I, I, I'm in this course with C.S. Lewis and that famous, that famous line from the Chronicles of Narnia when, when they are trying to understand who Aslan, Aslan is and, and they ask, is he, a, is he a, a safe lion? Is he a tame lion? And they say, no, he's not safe, but he is good. Mm-hmm. And that the adventure mm-hmm. that they go on throughout the Chronicles of Narnia is, they're always in peril, but, but Aslan always shows up. And, and that passage from the book of Numbers, with especially with this idea of what the, the Israelites were in, in, in Exodus, they're crying out for slavery again yeah. because it was safe. Whereas God is calling them, and Moses, as his, his instrument, was calling them out into a land that, yeah, they're going to have battles, but God is going to be there all the way. All, all the way. And, uh, I think well, and I, really think the challenge, I think the challenge to that whole idea, though, is... is um, is that the if you follow God, if you take the venture, if you take the risk, if you join him on this great adventure, I think it's helping people understand that um, there's like real genuine risk. Yeah. Like j- just because you choose to follow him, you choose to um, 
you know, join some ministry or do mission work or do something else, that somehow you're insulated, like you've just, you're now encapsulated inside the protection of God and nothing can harm you. And like we've sent mission teams, and it's interesting how often in our prayers, Lord, get them there safely, bring them safely home. And that's not a that's not a promise of God. That's not mm-hmm. a guarantee of God. I was telling my kids about a, a youth guy at a church here in Lakeland when I was serving at, at Highland Park Church, um, who had gone on a mission trip to Haiti, and had cut his arms on barbed wire one day doing some just some construction work they were doing, and um, the next day that he was passing by the infirmary. And there was like this emergency, hey, we need everybody to get here, help us move a patient who's in cardiac arrest, whatever. And so they, he put his arms underneath this patient who had bed sores all over his back. Oh, my gosh. And was HIV positive. And this guy contracted HIV mm. on a missions trip. He was mm. leading a youth missions trip, and he himself contracted HIV. Oh. And it was just always this, this, this it, it created such a dissonance in me at first, because it shouldn't have. But it, it did because of that very reason. It's like, oh, well, he was doing missions work. Surely God's going to protect him. Um, but he didn't oh. yeah. in that sense. Now, well, it doesn't mean God didn't still bring an amazing work out of that, but yeah. it's like, well, yeah, it, it was dangerous, and it cost him in a sense. Yeah. But Well, and uh, I think, you know, as we head into this new season, next week a new sermon series yeah. um, on the, the, some of the, the saints that are mentioned in Hebrews 11, uh, that's going to be a recurring theme. Um, and uh, I really appreciate getting to hang out for a few minutes and get to talk about not just this past Sunday, but just kind of back backstories of our preaching. And next week, um, I'm going to be out, but Kenny and Pastor John will be here talking through where, this new Where series. are you going to be, Zach, for those I, curious listeners I, who want to know where you're going to be? I'm going to be in uh, Oxford and Cambridge uh, doing a class on C.S. Lewis. So that's where all that comes from. And uh, I, I thought seriously about trying to call in and still participate, but I knew that was going to be suicide. So uh, Kenny, yeah, uh, Kenny and Pastor John, you yeah. guys will be still talking through this new series. And I think yep. a lot of the same themes will come up and how how even in the middle of those risks uh christ is still faithful to us and and uh it'll be very cool again if people have missed any one of these episodes of armchair preaching i encourage you guys uh check it out on our website Uh, we have a little tab at the in our sermon section we also are on apple Podcasts, spotify google play stitcher go and subscribe right now listen to the back episodes and check out all the sermons on our website our youtube page our facebook page uh and uh, i think you think you'll be glad that you did so guys glad to hang out with you guys uh today thank you so much thanks zach yeah thanks zach